안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. I miss all of you and more and more. I have a longing heart. If possible, how can I meet each one of you in person? That is my wishes, you know. Yesterday, it was the second anniversary of my arrival in America. And we had a celebration together with some key leaders at Belvedere main house and uh, Dr. Walsh couple and Dr. Ward couple, Taj Ahmad and Dr. Rouse and many key leaders came and joined together. And uh, we had uh, also cake cutting and then took turns sharing our testimonials. It was a very, very beautiful time. And thank you so much, East Garden and staff for preparing nice food and care for us. And uh, really, really, uh, uh, you know, appreciate all of you. Uh, it was a good photo. And also, especially uh, when I saw the Dr. Shinnos couple in person, first time since I came to America, I was so happy to see that couple. When I see their face, Wow, looks more younger when I when they see them through the uh, June, but they are so much a beautiful couple. Thank you so much. Also other and brothers and sisters coming and join together. Today, I'd like to talk about God, uh, women and world peace from True Mother's Anthology, volume two. Let's study. God, women, and world peace. John was the elder. He had a great following and was widely respected. He described his own role by saying, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness and make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. John 1, 23. Also, Jesus explained to his disciples that the ministry of John was the fulfillment of the Old Testament that says, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Malachi 4.5. However, did John fulfill his responsibility in God's providence? The Gospel of Luke tells us that John came with the spirit and power of Elijah. Luke 117. John, however, denied that he was Elijah and doubted that Jesus was the Messiah, even after he had received a clear revelation at the Jordan River at the time of Jesus' baptism. John was a well-respected religious figure, while Jesus was seen as only the illegitimate son of a poor carpenter. Without the support of John, it was unlikely the Jewish people would believe in and follow Jesus. Alone, Jesus undertook the difficult path of self-proclamation. John the Baptist was supposed to have helped Jesus reach the religious leadership of Israel. If John had fulfilled his role, then the role of Judaism in the position of Abel and the nation of Israel in the position of Cain could have united with Jesus. This Cain-Abel unity would have laid the foundation for the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
Jesus would have stood as the true father of humanity and his bride would have stood as the true mother. In less than seven years, his teachings would have expanded rapidly to the worldwide level, winning Asia and Rome to his side before he reached the age of 40. Eventually, as true parents, Jesus and his bride would have achieved the individual heavenly kingdom, family heavenly kingdom, clan heavenly kingdom, and national heavenly kingdom. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. The first reason Jesus had no choice but to die on the cross was because of Jesus' mother and father, Mary, Joseph, failed to protect Jesus. The second reason was that John, John the Baptist, denied that he was Elijah. And the doubt that Jesus was the Messiah, even after he had received a clear revelation at the Jordan River at the time of Jesus' baptism. Through the principle, we are well aware about the uh, tremendous responsibility of the John the Baptist, who was prepared for the path that was laid ahead of Jesus who came to end God's 4,000-year history of the providence of restoration. In proportion to John the Baptist's responsibility, we have also come to know through the Bible how great heaven's punishment and arrest was when he failed, uh, failed to fulfill his portion of responsibility. When a prepared person fails to fulfill their responsibility, it will surely establish a condition that Satan can claim. When the John the Baptist said that it was uh, John the Baptist said that it was wrong for King Herod to take, you know, Herodias, uh, uh, the wife of the, his younger brother Philip, he was caught by King Herod bound in chains, imprisoned, and beheaded. My goodness. You look at that. Why Jesus, the, the John the Baptist all of a sudden died miserably, really miserably, beheaded. Can you imagine that? God's six, uh, 4,000 history completely, really gone away when he denied the Messiah. Oh my goodness. When he denied Jesus and how Jesus can stand. Wow. That's why when prepared guy could not fulfill his portion of responsibility, then Give the chance to Satan can claim. This is the problem. Can you imagine God prepared John the Baptist? It took 4,000 years, 4,000 years to welcome the Jesus, the Messiah. But he could not, you know, uh, fulfill his portion of responsibility, deny his mission. What happened? 
And then Satan, wow, Satan can make the can make the condition that can claim his neck. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how he miserably died? Just look at how the prepared John the Baptist was punished when he failed to fulfill his responsibility. Because he did not fulfill his responsibility, Jesus had to, had to go had to go on the cross in the end. And God's providence was plural for another two thousand years. Oh my God! The third reason Jesus died on the cross was because Jesus' twelve disciples did not become one with him. Before Jesus went to the cross, when Jesus offered his life and death in the Garden of Gethsemane and prayed, you know, before he, before he, before he died, his desperation and came to see that his disciples sleep second time and third time, Jesus, no choice, need to give up. His disciples continued to sleep without understanding Jesus' will. At that time, Jesus' heart was how much painful. How much painful. No one understands Jesus' heart. And his family was like that. And John the Baptist was like that. Even though he created so much miracles and signs, but just only believe in Jesus' external way. Even three disciples, 12 disciples, could not understand Jesus' internal heart. And then his last moment, and go, go to the Gethsemane and pray all night. He doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to die. Heavenly God, if possible, I want to survive. I want to fulfill. You will have any father. But without earthly foundation, he cannot do that. Oh my God. According to father, if just three of this, uh, his three disciples had become one in heart with Jesus, he could have avoided the way of the cross. If John the Baptist had fulfilled his role, then the religion of Judaism in the position of Abel and the nation of Israel in the position of Cain could have united with Jesus. In less than seven years, his teaching would have expanded rapidly to the worldwide level, winning Asia and Rome to his, his side before he reached the age of 40. God already prepared everything. That's our important mission is how can we find the John the Baptist? This is a key point. Why true father need to go through so much suffering? Why he need to go to the Hengnam prison? Because Christian foundation failed to welcome true parents. Completely become not, completely become zero. And then need to step from the bottom of the bottom. Satan had a chance to claim 
That's why he need to pay the indemnity on behalf of John the Baptist, and he go down to bottom of the hell, which is Hengnam prison. Need to start from there. Oh my God! That's why Truman was talking about the foundation of environment. Foundation of environment. What's the purpose of the foundation environment? To find the John the Baptist. That's why key is what? How can we found the John the Baptist? Welcome the Messiah. Oh my God, my brothers and sisters. Living divine principle and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Let's start. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God did not create Adam to be alone. He also created Eve to be Adam's spouse. Just as there was a tree in the Garden of Eden, which symbolized a perfect man, there should also have been a tree which represented a woman who has fully realized the ideal of creation. Standing beside the tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil mentioned in Genesis 2.9 was this tree. <clears throat> The tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents the ideal woman perfected Eve. The Bible refers to Jesus using the metaphors of a vine and a branch. Likewise, to give us a hint about the secret of the human fall, God provided the symbolism of two trees to represent perfected Adam and Eve. Yes. Um, Father said that in order for unification movement members to return to the Garden of Eden to be united with God, there must be absolute faith and absolute love and absolute obedience centering on that organ. It means that God and the humankind are be united in that organ, which is a sexual organ. We are talking about here, Father, said absolute faith, Adam and Eve. Absolutely believe in God's word. God said, do not eat the fruit. If you eat it, you surely die. Need to believe in God's word. And how many who do not believe in God's word? They listen Satan's word more than God's word. That's the problem. That's why our faith Begins from faith, not just only simple faith, absolute faith. What father said, what mother said, what divine person mentioned, we completely believe. This word, this principle, not come from human's brain, came from God. That's why how much do I believe in God's word? If you believe in God's word, Whatever you believe something, you can see incredible hope. There is no hope means lack of faith. You believe in God, God does exist. Then you can see hope. Wow, God does exist. That's all. Where there is a faith, there is a hope, there is a vision, there is a way all the time. No hope. No desire means 
lack of faith. You do not believe in God. You do not believe in God's word. You do not inspire by God's word. That were always everything begins from faith. Where there is a faith, there is a hope. Where there is a hope, wow, God is alive. God is a living God. I'm child of God. And then my heart wells up, evoke to embrace and love everything for God, everything for the sake of the God's will. That's why three stages always. Fate and hope and love. These are three stages. Everything begins from fate. Why no power? Because lack of faith. Why cannot see vision? Lack of faith. No God in your heart. Next, absolute love. You need to absolutely love God more than anything. Adam and Eve need to love God more than Satan, more than Archangel, more than anything else. Need to have absolute alignment to what God. We need to love God more than anything else. We need to love true parents more than anything else. We need to love our old parents more than anything else. This day, our young generation, even blessed child, do not respect their own father and mother. Huh? You need to love God and true parents. You need to love your own parents. I am telling you, one who does not love his father and mother, never successful. Never, ever, whatever you do. Even though uh, for the time being, it looks like a successful, but at the end, Disaster. There is no filial piety. Does not make sense. Absolute obedience. You need to absolutely obey God's word. Obedience means already beyond faith, beyond love. Right? Absolute faith and absolute love and absolute obedience are none other than words centered on reproductive organs, which is absolute sex. That's right. Absolute sex principle is very powerful. My lineage come from there. My life come from there. Right? And my life come from there. Absolute sex. I come from my father and mother, right? There is a blood lineage, right? There is a love, right? There is a life, right? The human being come from where? Come from where? Come from God's absolute sex. Attribution, main attribute of the absolute sex is what? Blood lineage, life and love. That's why father say that absolute sex is our origin. Our fundamental origin. If you really ignore your uh, reproductive organ, which is absolute sex, everything is gone away. Next, Father's word. You must be able to admire your sexual organ by dominating it. Who knew that humanity has perished like this? It is dreadful. It is the most dangerous dynamite. Do you know what I mean? 
Yes. That's why I am telling you, whenever you go to a restroom, like every three hours for a day, makes eight times you must talk to your sexual organ. Hey, you, the head of a snake, come out. People laugh. If it is the sex, real sexual organ of yours, it is a sacred one. You must admire your sexual organ, not to be seduced by any beautiful woman with all kinds of temptations. It is admiration, not a respectful bow. It should be admiration. The admiration means something much stronger than a bow and obedience. Self-dominion is the dominion of the sexual organ. Reverend Moon is well-trained by God. If anyone touches the organ of love of mine, I do not care. Can you endure three hours without blinking your eyes and looking at someone? Without this kind of training, it's not easy for you to become God's sons and daughters. That's why I tell you to perfect the self-dominion before you wish the dominion over the universe. It's about the dominion of the sexual organ. According to the Father, all people can have a dominion over their own love organs. So we should reach the point of the worshiping our own love organs. Have you reached the level of the worshiping your uh, own love organ? Or are you still dominated by your physical desires? Those who have reached the level of the worshiping their love organs are people who have self-dominion. Wherever such people do, such people do, they are respected by the spirit world and they have spiritual authority. One who controls sexual desire, spiritual world already recognized. And then have spiritual authority, dignity. One who controls sexual organ definitely have a spiritual dignity. Spiritual dignity comes from controlling your sexual desire, my brothers and sisters. Depending on the degree of how much you dominate your love organ, there will be spiritual authority. A person's moral authority and character come from dominion of sex. If you have a dominion over the love organs, ultimately human beings will be perfected and you will have the qualification to have a dominion over all things. This is because human beings' sexual organ represent uh, all of heaven and earth and all things. And the four great desires of human beings, that is a desire for sleep and desire for food, desire for material and desire for sex and are all connected to each other. For example, for people who cannot control eating, controlling desires for sex will also be difficult. Also, people who cannot control desire for material gain will also have difficult controlling sex. And people who cannot control sex have difficulty controlling material desires and food desires. But that does not mean this is so far everybody. It means that the four desires are all connect to each other. All connection. Next, today's youth ministry, happiness and unhappiness depend, depend on 
how you treat yourself. Let's start. Happiness and unhappiness depend on how you treat yourself. <clears throat> Whether a person becomes happy or unhappy depends on how he treats himself. Parents try to keep their children from repeating the wrong way of life. And teachers want their students to take a more honorable path than they did. God is working hard in every way to make humans on this earth live as happy people that have never been seen before in history. Through the prophets and the saints, God is trying to educate people to discern good and evil and distinguish good and bad paths. You, too, have gone through a lot of twists and turns and also suffered a lot of wounds while walking the course of your life for 30, 40, or 50 years. Also, there were times when you were proud in the past, but there were also times when you were ashamed. Then you think about what you should have done that time. Yeah. Whether a person becomes happy or unhappy depends on how he treats himself. If you treat yourself and act as a belonging to God, you will definitely be happy. But if you treat yourself as your own, you will definitely be unhappy. The next stage is a forming good relationship with the closest people around me. You need to value the relationship with your parents, teachers, brothers and sisters, and Cain and Abel as much as you value your own life. If you ignore this relationship and act like a core of the work, which is someone who dominates others within a group, you will always be unhappy. Since my own parents and teachers were able always try to protect me and nurture me, I always need to consult with them and follow their advice. That's why my brothers and sisters, you know, most of the central figures fail where they fail. From the most close people, Putin husband and wife, Noah and his wife. You see, even Jesus' family. You know, all families problem. That's how you really create such kind of beautiful unity with the close of the person. If you ignore your parents and teacher, you're able, then where you can find a God. Since my own parents and teachers were able always try, try, try to protect me and nurture me, I always need to consult with them and follow their advice. God is working so hard in every way to make humans on this earth live as happy people that have never been seen before in history. Through the prophet and the saints, God is trying to educate people to discern good and evil and distinguish good and, good and, um, uh, and bad uh, paths. Next. Many people regret the past. I start to think that if I had received the warnings and advice from parents and teachers around me in advance so that I would not think and act wrongly, and if I had followed the cautions and advice they gave me, 
I would not have become like this. When you guide your juniors of faith, you will see that a lot of people regret their youth. We see some who were faithless in middle school or high school. So when they arrived at the present time, they regretted their carelessness in the past. They regret that they had been unable to spend that time well and think that they would not have faced such a heavy present if they had spent that time better. They reflect that if they spend the present time more reverently and wholeheartedly, they will have no regrets in their heart today. Yes. Therefore, if I accept a, a warning and advice from parents and teach, teachers around me in advance, and that I put those warning and advice given to me into practice, in the end, I will not live a life of making mistakes. When I think, decide, and act on my own, it's going to be a disaster. When you guide your juniors of faith, you will see that a lot of people regret their use. Therefore, we need to treat our time reverently and wholeheartedly. That when we will reflect that we have no regret in our heart. That's why you always need to listen to your parents, what they are saying. What your senior brothers and sisters are saying that. Actually, for the sake of you, not just for parents, not just for teachers, for the sake of you. That's why I really, I also really think that, wow, if I listen more well in the past, my able's advice, my parents' advice, my senior brothers and sisters' advice, maybe my life is much better than, better than now. Next. How to live a life with no regrets. As people live their lives, how many regrets must they have as they live through their 40s, 50s, and 60s? They wish they hadn't worried their parents when they were a student. They think it would have been better if they did not clash with their siblings. And they wish they had been more patient before. They reflect on their life in the past, including regrets that it would have been better if they worked harder, even though they did not know properly that time. Then the question would be what they should have done to lead a life with no regrets. That is why older people teach you to be loyal to reality, to not miss the moment, live with all your heart, to not be reluctant, live more actively, Live with all your heart, all your will, and all your soul to not make your parents worry and to not ask heaven to do things that he can't do. They teach that heaven asks you to do things you can do from time to time. So live to the fullest in what you can do. If you follow all these things, there will always be joy on your path. The wish of God, parents, or teachers for me is for my sake. The subject wishes for you to follow when they say not to do this and to do that. <clears throat> there are things my parents wish for me and things my teachers wish for me. But I have to live that way, not just because of their wishes, 
but for my sake. In other words, parents do not say to do this and that because of themselves, but because of me. It was because of Adam and Eve that God taught them that if they do this, they will reach the goal of true life. And if they do that, they will have anxiety and pain and become unhappy. We grow as we receive lots of education from our elders, dreams from the spirit world, and guidance from our ancestors who have come and gone. In an environment where there is no able who teaches me to do this or that on earth, heaven teaches me in a dream. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Basic rules of our life of faith. Just now we already read. Number one, know myself as belonging to God. This is a fundamental point. You always need to think that I belong to God. I am child of God. God is my parent. Always need to remind this point. When you remind this point, your life, your life really become really new life. Life of faith begins from here. I treat myself as God's belonging. I treat myself as God's sons and daughters. I treat God as my own parents. Life of faith begins from there. And also you have to be faithful in reality, whatever you do. And know each moment as eternity. I really love this word. Each second, each minute, each moment, connect to eternity. That's why do not miss your time, each moment. You need to treat each moment, connect to eternity. And do not live reluctantly, but live more enthusiastically with a voluntary heart. Not by first. You need to know how to evoke my heart, wells of my heart, and voluntarily, positively, with passion. Then your life really become very exciting. Always live with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul centered on your heart. Heart is the final stage. What does heart means? Really. Create joy and happiness, right? Really create impact. The world of heart is really longing and happiness and joy, everything there. Do not always cause parents to worry, but live with all my filial heart. How much do you love God? How much do you have the filial heart toward God? If you have that kind of vertical alignment centering on filial heart, you can love your spouse, your husband and wife, your children, your neighbor, your nation. You can apply everywhere. That's why vertical alignment centering on filial heart is a fundamental issue. If you have the filial heart toward your own parents, this heart connect to God. You can love God in such a way. You can love your own brothers in such a way. That's why vertical alignment centering on filial heart is a key, key issue. Six, 
God never asked me to do something I cannot do. God asked me to do, that means I can do it. Definitely I can do it. He never gave me impossible goal. Always give me, I can do it. Why you have a negative thinking? Why you are complaining, I cannot do it? I am not enough, I am foolish guy, I cannot do it. This ignore God. God never give me impossible goal. God never asked me to do something, I cannot do it. So to the things that I can do to best of my ability, Think of the task given to me as God's will. Whatever you do, oh, this is useless thing. Just waste my time. I don't like this job. Do not think that like that. Do not. Any responsibility in anywhere you are working, you miss someone, you are working something, you need to think, this is God's will. God gave me. This is God's will. That's why I have to be faithful my work with the people need to think this is a God's will. Value the relationship with the people closest to me like a life. That's why relationship is very important. You know, to, to your neighbor. I'm living here together with Taka and then, you know, what is that? Huh? Uh, our Ingu our yen, the closest to me. Treat them like as my life. You go to home, treat my wife and children as my life. Always meet God through relationship. If my attitude is right, I am telling you, my brothers and sisters, I will be taught with the dreams through the spirit world. If I have right attitude, as long as I have the right attitude, God always showed my future. You need to do this. You need to do that. You know what to do. Very clear. Important is, do I have the right attitude or a wrong attitude? You have the right attitude. It is a time God can intervene me. But I have a wrong attitude. It is a time Satan come to me and intervene me. It's up to me to gain happiness or unhappiness. It's up to me, my brothers and sisters. We learn today really basic rules of our life of faith. Thank you very much. God bless you. Yeah, for my side, I guess I started preparing from after GPA. So I also did three years. I did three years of GPA. And then after I came back, I made like this five-year plan for myself, um, kind of depicting different areas of my life. And obviously one of them is marriage or like family um, among like career and finances and other categories. And um, I saw that, okay, by this year, I definitely want to be blessed in you know, start family and have children at this age. So that means that right now I need to prepare myself. So I attended um, blessing workshops, like level two workshop. And um, yeah, that was also the same 
a year when I met Andy at the New Jersey rally when your mother came to America in 2019. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but at the moment when I met him and I had these feelings, I really felt like this is bad. <laughs> this is a distraction from my mission of witnessing in California uh, because I moved to the Bay Area, California for um, CARP activities. And I really thought, like, this is bad. <laughs> this is a distraction. What kind of feelings? Um, what kind of feelings? You said those feelings. You said what that, what kind of feelings? Oh, just feelings of attraction, like, to someone of the opposite gender. This is bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, something I felt really also connected or... Um, we had a yeah brief conversation, something like Andy asked me, oh, what was your God experience on GPA? And I forget what I said, honestly, <laughs> but I just remember the feeling of our connection was the same. Like our life of, level of faith is the same. Like I didn't have to explain why I believe in God or true parents. It was just like a understood kind of common base that we had. And I think I really felt something different from him. And I think also as I was preparing for the matching process, I realized that something really important to me is faith in my partner. Um, their level of faith with God and your parents is really important to me because that's something that I had to really grow during GPA. And that's something that my parents really wanted me to invest into. So um yeah after talking with him the brief experience um yeah i knew it wasn't just uh, i didn't know what to do with the feeling <laughs> i just thought it was bad <laughs> so i talked with my like older sister figure and she recommended i do like a prayer condition and like go of him and just move along my way um because my goal was to be on the matching website by the following spring so i felt okay if i want to be on the matching website i need to be a clear like blank slate um i would feel really guilty if i were talking with someone but i had this person in mind so i did the prairie condition and i offered it and i felt clean and um also yeah that was also the time when my pre previous matching advisor matching supporters sent um it looked like a request to andreas's family and um anyways the response was he wasn't ready at the time and so then i was like okay everything is clear um yeah i can move on and put myself on the profile um public on the profile on the website <laughs> and so yeah interestingly on the same uh kind of timing like literally i think the week before i was about to place myself on the website um andreas's parents sent a i also got a new matching supporter after that but my previous matching supporter called me one day and was just like carrot you need to know that uh andreas reached out to you and so it was a big shock because it was the week before I was about to put my profile in public. So yeah, it created a, 
a big ordeal with my parents. Um, yeah, my parents really trusted me or wanted me to find my own match. But I was always like, oh, my parents will find me someone. But they wanted me to find someone. And yeah, once this kind of uh, response came back, I think it confused my parents a lot um, with like what to do. It's their first time. Um, yeah, they they want to obviously allow that we have a good blessing and matching. So um, anyways, yeah, long story short, I think with the help of my matching supporter, we could communicate better between my parents and myself, even though I, I thought we already had a good relationship. I think a lot of things came up for my parents with trusting um, the blessing pro or the matching process and also trusting in their self as parents that, um, yeah, they can trust me, even though this everything is new as well for me too. <laughs> but they can trust that they raised me well enough to be able to go through this new experience. And um, also that I learned a lot to trust God and not be afraid of taking new leaps of faith in um, something that might feel scary, like the blessing. So yeah, uh, long story short, we ended up agreeing to communicate and we met on Ocean Challenge the following in that summer. In person, we talked. We talked on Zoom before because he was in Germany. I'm in California. We have a nine hour difference. And, uh, and then we met in person at Ocean Challenge again. And yeah. And then we continue talking mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean that was just the beginning of how our process started and then we went into our process um i think both of us had really positive feelings going into the process um on my end i felt very guided and um, it just felt right um to go into the process with karen at that time um and we really started off by asking very serious questions. I think, I think here, her first question to me was, mm. uh, what is your, what are your wishes or dreams for the blessing? Because if that doesn't align between the two of us, then we don't have to continue. Go much love. <laughs> and that was kind of, well, it was really to the point. Um, but we kept asking really central and important questions at the beginning about our, priorities in life, our relationship to God, our faith, um, our vision in life. And uh, I think that really set a really solid foundation for us to start the process. Um, yeah, so after getting to know each other on Ocean Challenge, we have many stories from the time on Ocean Challenge too. Um, and after visiting her family, uh, we continue talking going through many different questions. Yeah, my, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, so that was our story, how wow. we met um, 
any other occasion, we mm -hmm. have to share how we made our decision. Mm -hmm. uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Karen, what a beautiful story. Wow. I envy your couple. I did not have taken all the time. Wow, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Andrea completely fall in love with the Karen. Karen fall in love with Andrea already. My goodness. We need to hear that kind of a story more about engagement and blessing story from our second generation. I'd like to have more opportunity uh, to hear this kind of story. This is really, really exciting. What the process of engagement and marriage. Wow, beautiful. Thank you. God bless you.